When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to hempresent. Our radio resident hempo sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. The weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the global cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing. Today's guest on Hemp Present is veteran cannabis activist, publisher, entrepreneur, Michael Kleinman, who will be joining me in about 60 seconds. The cannabis culture wants relegated to being a subterranean counterculture that hid deftly in the cracks and shadows of mainstream society is exploding into the mainstream. The green vegetable substance has been elevated to celebrity status as cannabis is starting to permeate the very membranes of popular culture, spurred on by its growing legal designation that has somewhat legitimized it in the eyes of millions. Cannabis is becoming a burgeoning employer, finally talking the language of conservatives in the form of revenue and taxes, jobs, and industry. In some lucky states, Americans stroll casually into brick-and-mortar pot shops to to peruse rows of packaged cannabis in multiple forms where they can purchase their strain of choice, go about their day as if they just bought a six-pack of beer or a pack of cigarettes. There are gigantic conventions, seminars, even universities dedicated to all things weed popping up across the land. Celebrities such as Martha Stewart, Whoopi Goldberg, and Melissa Etheridge are outspokenly advocating for the herb or going one step further and starting business projects that have some connection to hemp and ganja. It feels like some kind of barrier has been breached and the floodgates are finally opening up. A sea of THC consciousness is flowing like bong water bubbling in a piece of glass paraphernalia. But it's not always been this way. There was once a time when weed was completely underground and its users and proponents risked jail time, controversy, and disgrace merely by its association, a time when words like lid, can, and nickel were part of an underground language long before the phrase 420 came into existence. 
Those people who were active in the pot culture and legalization movement were the trailblazers and pioneers who paved the way and carried the torch that lit the way for this new emergence that's taking place today. And today's guest on Him Present is one of those people who was on the cannabis way before it rolled into Grand Central Station. Michael Kleinman has been working behind the scenes for decades as a cannabis proponent, reformer, and entrepreneur, going back to the days when weed was persona non grata and highly illegal. He has backed initiative drives, published cannabis books, operated head shops, and has been a staunch advocate of what many consider authentic legalization the whole time. He's even the publisher of my book, Protestable, and I'm glad to have him on my show today. Welcome, Michael, to Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. Thank you, Viv. I hope everybody's doing well and enjoying the day. Uh, well, we're just getting started with this one, and I'm already having fun. Michael, can you give us a little background to start off on how and when you were first introduced to cannabis? <laughs> I was 14 years old in junior high school, and I had the, uh, I guess, good fortune of blowing through cigarettes and cigars and pipes, and I found pot. And as they say, that's it's been since ever since then. Onward we go. Onward through the fog. And it was very underground at the time. Well, let's put it this way. When I started smoking, when I got to high school, about 5% of us smoked pot. And uh, this was in New York City. And when I graduated high school in 69, 95% of us smoked pot. So it was a, a, when I first started, oh yeah, it was not cool (laughs) at all. And, um... Course, and you, you, you on saw one level legally, it's still not cool. You kind of saw the cultural explosion happen in real time. Yeah, I got to be a part of it. Yes. Now you worked. You worked on an underground high school newspaper, being influenced by the assassination of JFK and psychedelics. I read. Can you elaborate on that? What was the publication called? It was called the New York Herald Tribune. And it was a high school newspaper. We did 50,000 of them, gave them away at high schools for free. And uh, I was the ad guy besides writing a column or two. And, um, you know, it was the good old days. Mimeograph machines, uh, uh, Xerox, uh, not even Xerox machines, mimeograph machines, and razor blades and paste, white paste, and paste up stuff. And that's how we laid out. And... You know, they tried to keep us from having the paper, and that didn't work out so good. And, and, you know, uh, free speech leads to um, education, leads to uh, enlightenment, shall we say. And I was uh, particularly affected by the Los Angeles Free Press, which was an underground newspaper at the time, other underground newspapers, the East Village Other, where... um, I won't even say alternative, but our community style of information got out to people, and we had an alternative form of communication. And uh, in particular, after JFK's murder by the government, um, everybody needed a and then, then it leads from there, you know, into Nixon and the creation of the DEA and the drug war starts under Nixon. And uh, the drug war continues under Trump. Now, I grew up in L.A., and I remember the free press, uh, the free, as it was called, being sold for a quarter uh, by, by hippies on, uh, Hollywood, on, on, on Hollywood Boulevard uh, and places like that. 
Uh, you grew up in the West Coast, or excuse me, you grew up in, in New York. The East Coast was not quite as laid back. It was more energized uh, than the West well, Coast. Well, it was a lot more because our first issues in high school, for instance, were open admission to college, where everybody could get a college education. Oh, what? That's something that for free. That's something that Bernie Sanders was just talking about four years ago, and we're talking 50, 50 years ago now. You know, so uh, community control of the schools, community control of the police, community control, decentralization, those were our issues back then. Promise of the United States, own future. But that's the promise of the United States. Michael, the, the White Panthers were a far left, radical American political collective vocally against we were racism. A Marxist Leninist organization that believed in democratic centralism as well as. Uh, Dope, rock and roll, and fucking in the streets. <laughs> and uh, it was co-founded by one-time manager of the Detroit rock band, the MC5, John Sinclair, right? Yes. You were, you were the, a the, White the, Panther. The, Go ahead. The, the MC5 was the, the MC5, and the, and the Stooges were the house bands, if you will, for the White Panther Party, Iggy and the Stooges, as they're more popularly known. There were a number of bands. There was a huge rock and roll scene in um, the West Coast, the Midwest. Not the West Coast, excuse me, the Midwest that developed the Bob Seger, the Rationals, all these groups. The rock and roll then was an extension of our counterculture community, you know, tied in with the stores we shopped at, the music we listened to. Again, none of this was mainstream. It was all kind of underground, if you will. And so... But the White Panther Party grew out of the Midwest to both the East Coast and the West Coast. And we were the East Coast uh, White Panther Party. And we differentiated from the Yippies, you know, Abby and them, because we had an ideology, actually. We weren't just, hey, you know, free this, free that. You know, there's there's got to be a rhyme or a rhythm to things. And um, we talked about that. And youth as a culture... Because back then, youth was a culture. We had a culture. It was our youth culture, our youth culture. Now, that's been co-opted, obviously. You know what I like to say, Viv? I like to say there were two revolutions back in the 60s. There was the political revolution, which unfortunately we lost, and there was the cultural revolution, which we won, but has been, um, what's the word, converted, perverted, and co-opted. this is what we have to work, co-opted, et cetera. This is what we have to worry about with our cannabis culture is the same thing is happening because smoking pot was never about money. It was speaking about consciousness. Of, speaking of that, uh, before the break comes, you knew our mutual friend, Jack Herrer, very well. Jack is the, my brother and my partner. How did the two of you meet and what was your relationship like? We met at a head shop convention, and we both recognized he and I and Captain Ed. We all met at this head shop convention, and we recognized we had mutual craziness inside of us. And a friendship was born, and uh, a common bond was made that we would work every day of our lives to end the prohibition of pot. What, year did, you, what year did you meet Jack? Not in 1985. And this is not the legalization. This is the end of the prohibition. Get the people out of jail. Keep them from going to jail. That's the most important thing right now. 
not the fact that, you know, because they can't stop us from smoking pot. That, 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 that's been proven. The only thing they could do is put us in jail and steal our homes and disrupt lives. And that's what has to end. That's what has to end. And until all this other talk about all the good and the jobs and the blah, 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 and the money and the this and the that, it frankly doesn't mean a goddamn thing if people are still going to jail over pot and people are still going to jail over pot and people are still in jail over pot. And that, my friend, is wrong and needs to change. And that's, uh, that's something I definitely want to talk to you about. Michael Kleiman is my guest. We're going to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws as we call our first break on Hemp Present. Hear a word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come right back with a second segment of the show with Michael Kleinman. Time to roll out for the people that let us Hemp Present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present with Michael Kleiman. So, Michael, we were just talking about Jack Hare, and and you were, were riffing on quote, legalization, I think that Jack uh, would have been highly dissatisfied with and critical of our current form of what's characterized as legalization with seed-to-sale tracking, limited or virtually no home grow options, no public consumption of any kind, and state-run marijuana enforcement agencies, etc. Do you agree that Jack would be maybe... Maybe happy that people are not going to jail on the same level and able to go into a store and buy some weed, but highly critical of this kind of state control of the weed market? He would never be satisfied, and we shouldn't ever be satisfied either. 
until the problems that you just talked about are rectified or the contradictions, whatever you want to call them, problems, contradictions, the negative effects on people's life. The only negative thing about pot in people's lives is that it's illegal and it's caused so many tragedies from death to prison, etc. that um, all that needs to be rectified as soon as possible. And until we start talking about that, I mean, we understand, I hope, that the government is going to try and squeeze every bit of enforcement, every bit of uh, money they can out of the situation. They're, they're never, I don't think, going to admit they were wrong. I mean, maybe one day it will look, be look like, looked at like slavery because this is the prohibition of pot is as repugnant as burning witches at the stake was back in whatever 1500s or 1600s in Massachusetts or wherever they did it. You know, uh, it is unrational, irrational. This whole idea of prohibition working, it doesn't work. And that's the whole issue. They're trying to enforce a prohibition. Any prohibition doesn't work. They have this thing called victimless crime. It's just fascist newspeak. How can you have a crime without a victim? Guess what? It's impossible. You can't have a crime without a victim because the definition of a crime is there has to be a victim and there has to be a perpetrator. And so when two consenting adults or when a consenting adult chooses to behave in a certain manner, that isn't a crime. Maybe stupid, but it's not a crime. And that's what they're locking us up for and have been locking us up for. The whole discussion of pot and cannabis and hemp, whatever you want to call it, has been irrational since I was 14 years old and illegally started smoking pot and have been smoking illegally ever since. Um, and it, everybody, you know, who smokes pot knows it's illegal. It's not a big surprise. Hasn't kept the jagillions of people from smoking pot. So they can't win that way. They, they, they can't enforce whatever stupid regulations they come up with. Because this whole thing has grown, been a massive civil disobedience. People don't believe in that law. They don't even care, except if they get the handcuffs on, and then it becomes an issue. How about, you, you, you spent a lot of time in Texas, correct? Yes. What's the scene like in Texas right now? They've got medical marijuana, right? Sort of. <laughs> Again... You know, this whole thing with CBD has become a very interesting, <laughs> it's interesting how you can change your name, right? From marijuana to CBD and all of a sudden everything's okay. <laughs> um, bottom line is, yes, there has been, medical marijuana has been authorized since about 1979 in the state of Texas. Of course, there was no way to implement. Um, now they have started to license CBD um Manufacturers, I guess is the way to put it. The non-psychoactive uh, uh, element of yeah. cannabis. Well, they're the people who, who can manufacture it. They're allowing that to happen. Uh, I mean, you still have to use hemp, as I understand it, to get there. But uh, anyway, so they're, they're, I don't know, maybe they're importing it from states that's legal. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, they've got a couple of places, two or three licensed places that are selling CBD. Of course, you can get anything you want on the internet. And the stores are also selling CBD. So, 
more Which and more. The, the DEA has just said is a controlled substance. They can say what they want, but there's no concurrence on enforcement. You know, so it, again, again, it's a, the cat is out of the quote unquote bag. And the truth out of the, of the matter is, <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem with this whole CBD. It's so popular, CBD, but nobody knows, you know, blah, 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 what it is and stuff on a certain level. Where is it coming from? Which CBD? What, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, there's a, all kinds of strains of pot, as we know. So it gets real dicey as far as, okay, what you got here. But the reality is, and this is the only reality I know is from people saying so, shit works. And it helps and what, relieve what, what pain. I'm hearing from some folks is that if you really want to get the medical benefits, you want whole plant medicine, you want the THC and the CBD I would certainly advocate for that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, on one level, the true benefit, as I was kind of alluding to earlier, of our culture, when we smoked pot, it wasn't about money or health or any of that. It was about an expression of peace and love and community. Yeah, it was a we statement and a joints. ritual. We, we smoked joints. We passed joints to each other. It wasn't about who had the biggest glass pipe or the nicest this or that or, you know, it was about, and it, this is us. It was an outlaw culture that we it, 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 took it like, and then expanded our, it was a con, it was a chase for consciousness. This is what I'll call it back then. We were trying any different kind of thing that we thought could take our heads to a different place on a consciousness level. Some people never came back, as we know. They're victims of that. And, you know, but our intent, I think, was honest. And uh, I don't want to say pure, but it was an honest attempt at exploring our brains, our consciousness, who we are, why we're here. Big questions. And pot helped you to think those big questions or even to start asking those questions because it changes your reality in terms of how you perceive things. So how about so Jeff, a, Jeff Sessions and, and Donald Trump? What do you think, uh, what do you think they're going to do? Any ideas? I think they're dinosaurs. I think the dinosaurs die. And every day, somebody La turns 18. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Look, it's the last gasp for this system. Capitalism is an evil, ugly system. And frankly, smoking pot helps you to understand that. The same way it helps you to understand that the fucking government killed John F. Kennedy and did a coup d'etat in this country in 1963. That being said, you know, yeah, it's a last gasp. Now, the question is, are, see, the problem, Viv, if we want to get deep into it, is this. These people are born-again Christians. The election of Trump was a born-again Christian revolution, if you will. Not even a revolution, just a takeover. You know, these people, the, their book ends badly. The New Testament ends badly. For people who don't know, they're talking about rapture, which is weirder than any LSD trip you're going to take. All the good people get to get taken off the planet somewhere, quote-unquote, the good people being the Christians, as I understand it, and then everybody else goes to hell in a handbasket. It's called Armageddon. And that's how the New Testament ends. And that's what these people believe in. And that's what we have to be worried about, self-fulfilling prophecy. 
So I smoke pot every day. Thank you very much. I try to live a positive life, you know, and, and contribute to helping other people live their freedom, what freedom we have left. Because Trump and Sessions represent, you know, death. You know, we used to say back then in the day, life to the life culture and death to the death culture. And they're the death culture and we're the life culture. Now, I don't know how pure that is anymore. It was pretty pure back then, uh, pretty real back then. It's all been, you know, mulled over with all the homogenization and co-optation of our culture that has happened. We're going to have to leave it there, Michael, because i got to go to my next break. But we will be back for our final fascinating questions with Michael Kleiman. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest-growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with the one of, of a kind, Michael Kleinman. Uh, Michael, we got about two minutes uh, for the rest of the show. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? What are your final thoughts on the state of affairs in terms of cannabis and our culture? Well, I would just like to urge everyone and anyone who's who cares to make the same pledge that Jack and I and Ed have done, and which is to work every day to end the prohibition of marijuana. And ending the prohibition of marijuana is the most important thing that can change the world. That being said, if you don't believe me, $100,000 you can earn if anything in our book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes, is wrong. So I want to urge everybody to get the book, The Emperor Wears No Clothes. I wish I could give you a phone number or URL or any of that, but I can't. It's The Emperor Wears No Clothes, Jack Hare, The Conspiracy to Keep Pot Illegal. And that's H-E-R-E-R. 
H E R E R Jack Herrer. Jack Herrer, yes, H E R E R. I urge all of you to check it out because this book changed lives, everybody's life, because it brought the word hemp back into the world. And hemp is a very important word for people to remember because it's profound how it was made illegal and now is becoming so popular again that everybody wants to. It's the new gold rush. So get it while you can, but learn the real history of it. The Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Hare, H-E-R-E-R. And as I like to say, everybody have a positive day moving forward. Love and peace to you all. And uh, the Emperor Wears No Clothes certainly changed my life. Michael Kleiman, thank you for being on Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. And uh, good luck with all your endeavors and have a, a great holiday. Thank you, Vivian. Same to you. All the best, brother. You bet. Now I want to get to a weekly feature for Hempresent on CannabisRadio.com. And that is the quote of the week. And here it is. And I quote, failure is a bruise, not a tattoo. Those are the words of the infamous John Sinclair, the White Panther jazz poet and very early counterculture cannabis reform activist. That concludes this installment of Him Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take, Take Back the Plant, is performed by Sticker Bush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.